0: Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Showska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in!
1: And we're live! (laughs) How you doing, Pops? All right, it is a Monday afternoon. No, it's it's Tuesday.
0: Mm. It's mm. Tuesday
1: afternoon. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and it is noon. That means we're doing news you can use from YAA. We've got a couple good stories for today, Dad. There's some decent headlines today.
0: Well, you know, I, I think I think the viewers will be the judge of that, but we think they could be good stories.
1: Yes, and if you're listening to this after the fact back on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything like that, leave us a review there. We greatly appreciate it. Good, bad, and ugly. We need to learn and and get better.
0: Yeah, the podcast is also available on Tinder and Hinge, isn't it? Ah, man, you are
1: incredible. That is another dating app. A A streetcar named Desire? Let's kick things off here with yes. some really cool research that just came out today from the team over at IC Cars. Julie, we appreciate everything that you do. They yes. put out the fastest selling vehicles for the month of September. So we're still in this environment. We talk about it all the time. We've got some chip shortage updates, actually some positive news coming in a couple minutes here. But we have all sorts of vehicles, new and used, that are just flying off the lots dad, I thought we'd look through this data and maybe you could tee this off with when you were in the industry and when you were managing dealership lots, what was like a typical average days to sell, sell a vehicle? You know, where you can already see number one here on the list. It's going to be less than eight days. Yes. How does that sit with you as a former sales manager? That's, that's gotta, well,
0: it, it, that, that, that sits well with me, like in uh, 1999 when the new Acura 3.2 TL came out and and they everyone was pre-sold for like a year and a half or two years, or when the MDX came out and everyone was pre-sold for a year and a half or two years. And so, yeah, the days to turn on those was like uh, instant, um, but typically that's not the case. It's always wonderful. When you're running a dealership uh, to have some hot products, um, you know, that that jump off the shelves. And and uh, ultimately, if um, you run out of those hot products, then the people that came looking
1: for those, you can hopefully switch them into. But put this into perspective, Pops. Yes. Like number one on that list. We're going to go yeah. back to it in just a moment. Yeah. Is an eight day. It took eight days to sell. Yeah, what's
0: the pre- average? What 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 was the industry average for September?
1: Which which I'll pull that up in just a second. But well, I want to the wanna, bottom of that list. I know, but I want to get an answer from you first. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. PC. Yeah. What was PC? The, what the yeah, hell, was PC? I'm not, I'm pre. Pre COVID, um, oh, okay. Pre pandemic, right? What yeah. was like a typical days to turn? Was it sixty days, ninety days? You've told me in the past you used to manage against like a ninety to one hundred and twenty days supply of inventory, meaning it would take a considerable amount of time for things to get off the lot.
0: Yes, but I I also tracked every model that I sold so that I knew what the average daily sales rate was per model. And I knew, for instance, if I had 50 TLs coming in that month, that those 50 TLs might last me 45 days. That They were selling at, at twice the rate as some of the other Acura models at the time. But as a manager, you track your average daily sales rate per model so that you can look at a rolling 90-day supply.
1: Okay, I'm still not sure if I've got what I'm digging for. What but- are you trying <laughs> to dig for?
0: You want to know, is that fast? It's fast, damn it. Show me the money. Show me the money. I, I think we need to do a new one that says, give me the answer.
1: <laughs> Here we go. The top 20 fastest selling new vehicles in September. Number yes. one, dad, the Subaru Crosstech taking 7.8 days. To sell, not too surprising, right? Last month when we were looking at the, the market day supply data, there was what five or six days supply. So this makes sense.
0: So, so it makes sense. and 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 yeah, you have to realize that these numbers that we're looking at, the the number of days, average days to sell, these numbers are low for a couple of reasons. The main reason is is that inventories are low, so that so much of the stuff is pre sold before it ever gets to the lot, so it gets the time it spends on a lot is really very short lived because it's just a question of calling your customer and saying
1: your car arrived. What day did you want to pick it up? Chevrolet Corvette coming in at number two, eight point six days to sell. Not yes. surprising, brand new body style or recent new
0: model. No, and 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 that has nothing to do with the chip shortage, and that has everything to do with the fact that it's just a new body style. Let's and see. we did see a nice one driving up, driving
1: back to New Jersey a couple of weeks ago. We did indeed the Subaru yes. Forester, so another Subaru product, nine and a half days to sell. Yes. Yes. Now we're getting into Toyota Central, the Toyota Sienna at nine and a half or 9.6 days to sell, the Toyota RAV4 9.8 days to sell in the month of September, mm-hmm. the Toyota Highlander Hybrid taking 10.1 days to sell, number eight on the list, pretty much essentially a tie with number seven, number seven being the Cadillac Escalade at 10.1 days, and then number eight, the Toyota CHR at 10.2 days. Again, you've got all these Toyotas packed in here, Yeah. there's right. even one more in the top 10.
0: And and the reason the Escalades up there is because that again is a new body style, yep. and uh, and and anytime you come out with the new body style and people have been waiting for it, uh, they tend to sell a little more quickly. And then when you combine that with the shortages, uh, they really start to sell quickly.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, Hyundai Tuxin hybrid, ten point seven days. Y- you know,
0: and, and 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 I I love Tuxin. I know we've, we, we've spent some time at the Tuxin Botanical Gardens.
1: He's a big Tuxin fan, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Kia, Kia products, Kia Seltos, Kia Telluride, 10.9 days, 10.8 days, respectively. So yes. vehicles are moving super quickly, nothing new. But the big takeaway here is all the Toyota products moving especially quickly and Subaru products moving especially quickly. That's like my big takeaway looking at this. And the average, Dad, was four point six for all new vehicles in the month of September.
0: And, and if I may, um, it, when you look at that list, a lot of them are, um, you know, you take out like the Escalade, you take out the Lexus that was in there, you, you take out the Corvette. And for the most part, these were relatively affordable cars that were on that list. Um, you know, there weren't out of the top 20. I think there were four or five that were really uh, high-priced vehicles. You had a Mercedes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of this speaks to the affordability, um, which is becoming harder and harder for people to find affordable cars.
1: Yeah, and I think you're going to see some parallels uh, when it comes to the used vehicles that we're selling most quickly, the hottest used vehicles on the market There's, there's, in there's not going to be a Delta or anything, is there? No deltas, not just, not this morning, Dad. Just just a parallel. So the average for all used vehicles in yes. the August of November was thirty two point eight days. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We're going to do a market update, a used car market update. Thanks to some uh, what we expect new data from our friends over at Black Book. So tune into tomorrow's show for a used car market update. But this from IC Cars is telling us a thirty two point eight day time to sell in the month of September, the Tesla Model 3 being the quickest on average to sell at 16 days.
0: Wow. And, and, and that's a, a relatively expensive vehicle.
1: Yeah, $47,453 being the average yes. price. Then the next four to round out the top five, Dad, are all what you would consider to be as cheap and slash attainable slash affordable as possible with two Mitsubishi products being in the top five.
0: Yeah, hard to imagine since Mitsubishi doesn't sell well as a new car that they are such a popular pre-owned car or they sell so quickly as a pre-owned car. But my guess is because they depreciate so rapidly that they become become eminently affordable as pre-owned cars.
1: So we've got the Mitsubishi Outlander at 19.7 days to sell in the month of September at Mm -hmm. an average price of just under $21,000. The Toyota Prius at 20.7 days. Honda Insight at 21.2 days. The Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. At 21.7 days. And then pops one other Mitsubishi on the list coming in at number 15 is the Mitsubishi Mirage at 24.1 days and an average selling price of $13,366. If you remember, Dad, we recently put out some content about the vehicles that have appreciated the most in the used car market. And that that Mirage is yes.
0: up 50% just this year. So it is not really a mirage um, that that it is it is retaining uh, a higher percentage of value than anything out there. And that is, I think, 100 percent relatable to the fact that it is the most affordable uh, car that's out there in the marketplace at this time, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. If you're buying a used vehicle, that's going to be your most attainable price point is going to be the yes. next Mirage, even though it's up 50%. Let's round out the top 10, Dad. We've got the BMW 2 Series at 22.3 days at the number six slot. That's a bit surprising.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and I know I looked at a 2 Series before I went back with the Clubman because um, I was looking at a 2 Series convertible because, well, what short, fat, balding... Um seventy-year-old doesn't want to be driving around the Jersey Shore in a convertible.
1: I mean, that—that that is your aesthetic, to it. T follow my dad on Instagram at RazIsJazz for more short fault. Short, Short, fat, fat balding, balling. seven-year-old yeah. man. Content. Yeah. Number seven on the list: the Toyota Highlander Hybrid, twenty-two point six days. The Kia Mona yes. twenty-two point nine days. The Tesla Model X at twenty-two point nine days. And then number ten on the list. I guess this is a big tie: the Nissan Pathfinder at twenty-two point nine days. As well. yes.
0: And and when you look at the pre-owned side, I mean, really, there's not a lot of expensive vehicles on there.
1: No. And all, generally speaking, reliable. Got to make sure you get a pre-purchase inspection done on it. On sure that-
0: any pre-owned car, especially in today's market, with Absolutely. edgier and edgier
1: cars making it to the auctions. So, Pops, let's switch gears a little bit here. The reason that we're seeing articles like that or data like that from IC cars is because we've had the ongoing chip shortage. And we have been yes. we'll proclaim ourselves, Debbie Downers. I mean, the news has just been not fun, not fun, not fun. Seems like maybe this week there's some some positive headlines. I thought we could talk about those.
0: Yes, let's let's try and turn the frown on our face into a smile on our face because we do have some good news. Um, as we know, um, through the last quarter of the year. Toyota was losing about 300,000 vehicles to production that they had planned to produce. And the hope is now that between December and March of next year, they'll be able to recoup almost 100,000 of those vehicles um, through, uh, through gains in their supply chain. Um, so ultimately, they'll end up losing about 200,000 units that they had expected this, to produce in that fiscal year. Uh, as opposed to the 300,000 that they had said earlier. So that's a good sign. an
1: increase, you know, or, or yeah. Delta, 33% Delta. I oh my
0: God, I knew we
1: could get the Delta in there. <laughs> like that's that's not insignificant. That's actually very material. That's huge. No, absolutely it is. Yeah. So the article goes on to talk about what, what they're doing in order to make sure that they've hardened up their supply chain to produce those additional 97,000 vehicles. But it's good... It's good news. I mean, the idea of of revising expectations in a positive manner versus what we had been seeing, which was just like deeper and deeper into like kind of negative territory, more vehicles not being produced. We have some positive news from Toyota. And then the same thing happening with GM. Uh, They said very recently that they expect um, their plants that had been closed because of the chip chip shortage uh, to reopen by November 1st. And, uh, you know, that's, yeah, go ahead.
0: Some Some of these plants, like the Mallow plant, Has been closed. That plant's been closed for nine months. Um, Nine months. Yeah, and 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 here's the scary part. It's not like anybody's missed the Malibu, but but what this indicates is if they can bring that plant back online, it, it indicates that they're getting or or they expect to get their hands on enough chips that they can now move some of that chips that they need to their slower-moving vehicles that they would normally produce as opposed to the quicker-moving, higher-content
1: vehicles that they've been producing. We've got a great question in the chat that we'll bring up here in just a second from Creative Circus. But just to uh, to hit on that, to harp on that a little bit more, we saw all of the resources go towards the most profitable vehicles for all the different manufacturers. Yes, and a lot of the stalwarts of you know years past, i.e., sedans, they weren't getting the allocation. A lot of those plants were shutting down, and so yes, we're actually in a place now where GM might be able to produce Malibus again, which is a uh, which is a great thing.
0: And that is a great thing because you know some of the. Some of the best deals that have been out there for consumers have been on sedans, as opposed to the truck and SUV market. Um, and even though the sedans weren't being produced in the volumes that they would have liked, there were still deals to be had on those. Mm-hmm. And so, if if Chevy's going to start producing Malibus again, that that to me indicates that others will be able to increase their sedan production. And I think moving forward, sedans should, should be able to continue to be the best value out there for customers looking to get a new vehicle. Um, you know, we all seem to think that we need to have an SUV, um, when in reality, uh, we probably don't. And, and so if you're ever looking to save a few dollars on your next vehicle, you know op- open your eyes again take a look at some sedans and some hatchbacks that are out there that that could be almost as functional as an SUV but saving you thousands of dollars in the process
1: so, Pops, let's hit on this question from Creative Circus, which was, does that mean anything for pricing on Toyota cars? Do you have any expectation, Pops, that since we're seeing maybe a revision in the positive direction in terms of manufacturing capacity and what they're going to be able to produce, will that impact maybe incentives that we see towards year end or pricing from the dealers on Toyotas? I, I I doubt it. And the
0: reason I say that is those 97,000 vehicles that they're going to produce, they're going to be produced in the first quarter of next year. Um, Let's, let's face it. Plants are not running at, at hundred percent capacity in the month of December. Uh, There's a couple big holidays. Um, So, so plants aren't running at at capacity in December. So those 97,000 units will be in the first quarter of next year. And, Those 97,000 units are still 203,000 units less than what they had anticipated building in the first place. So I I don't think uh, that's enough additional product to impact pricing or incentives in any great way moving forward.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's wrap this up with with one final uh, uh, piece of data, which is from Auto Forecast Solutions. Each week, they tally up the vehicles that are lost in production because yes. of the ongoing chip shortage. And you've seen us and heard us on this show say week over week, we've lost an additional quarter of a million, half a million vehicles. This most recent week, Dad? It was 4,000 vehicles in, in North America are what they had tallied up as losses um, due to the chip shortage. That is the smallest number we've seen in a very long time. So that's it's, positive. It's, another it's positive. probably
0: the smallest number since they started keeping track of this during the uh, during the, the chip crisis. So, uh, uh, yeah, that that's an extremely positive sign.
1: It's a great thing to see. And hopefully, yes. I mean, knock on wood, if we can see. Vehicles getting produced again, then as consumers, will likely get some incentives back. Dealers will be a little less hard on the additional dealer markups. Like all the things that we need to see happen would be um, would be great. And hopefully they're they're actually coming. And I saw it in the chat and I'm going to say it right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: buddy. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. And, and 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 there's really two things that that I personally would like to see. And that is that the dealers either cut out or cut down on the amount of additional dealer markup, but more importantly, that they cut out the dealer installed accessories, the overpriced, unwanted, unnecessary dealer installed packages that they're forcing the customers to purchase on top of the adjusted market values.
1: We got two other comments here, Pops, and then let's move on to the next story for Absolutely. today. From Bob C, I got a $2,300 discount on a new 2022 Acura MDX on a car that's not even built yet. The dealership was allocated for it to still shop around. I think that's a great example. Yeah. Find dealerships yeah. that are willing to discount. They are still out there. Absolutely. Still going around.
0: Yeah. No, that, Bob, you did great. If I knew how to give you the Ray Shevsky stamp of approval, I would. The Ray Chevska stamp. There,
1: there you have it, Bob. I figured it out. <laughs> Christopher Felton. Um, I heard Chevy is back up and running. Again, we're seeing GM, which we were just talking about a moment ago, opening, reopening their plants. So there you go. We've got uh, an opportunity there where they're going to be able to produce more. Inventory. Yes.
0: All right, Absolutely. Pops-
1: Let's look at the next story that we had queued up for today. We had talked very recently uh, in a video about a company called Vroom, V R there's been a proliferation. You like that? That's a big thesaurus word. There's been a proliferation of different online digital dealerships, right? We've got Carvana. We've got Vroom. We've got Shift. Uh, I think those are the big three. Yeah, pretty much. And Vroom became kind of a bit of a household name when they had their Super Bowl ad where they showed people tied up at a dealership and then, you know, Vroom could make it so much better. And interestingly about Vroom, if you look them up on the Better Business Bureau, they currently have a very strongly worded advisory uh, uh, board from the BBB saying, honestly, if you don't need to do business with Vroom, don't do business with Vroom. Like we're seeing patterns of complaints that are really not, not productive, not good.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost as if Vroom rhymes with doom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was pretty good, Dad. Yeah. Well. So we got news today out of Automotive News that Vroom is buying a finance firm. Vroom, yes. Vroom is buying United Auto. Um, and it's a $300 million deal. It's going to close next year. What does this mean, Dad? United Auto Credit Corp. What is What does this mean with Vroom buying United Auto Credit Corp?
0: Well, two things. It means, A, they're cash-rich at the moment. Um, So either that's all from investors or whoever, but to have $300 million in cash to buy a finance arm is pretty impressive. But it also means that they know that what they're charging for vehicles is pretty much uh, at the very top end of what vehicles might or might not be worth on a retail basis. And they're going to have their own in-house captive lender to be able to finance those purchases for their customers. So they will be able to reap additional rewards for being the ones holding the loans um, because it's going to be their finance arm. That's going to be doing most of the lending for for the vehicles that they're selling. So it, it it gives them an additional stream of income above and beyond what they would normally just make selling the car.
1: And just to be clear, we've got some comments coming through in the live chat here. Vroom is we're, we're seeing comments saying Vroom is a great place to sell, not necessarily to buy that we've heard a lot of really great stories about selling cars yes. because you know it's like they offer top dollars so that's nice um, but it is a little bit of like the buyer beware on the buy side and I think what's interesting to me dad you moved into finance so carmax has a captive finance arm carvana has a captive finance finance arm vroom now will have a captive finance yes. arm there's a lot of compliance that goes into that and a lot of making sure your your ducks are in a row and if you read the better business bureau complaints and the advisory it was pretty much like Vroom clearly doesn't have, they've they've grown so quickly that they just don't have an opportunity to like, yeah, there's no dot and I's and cross and T's. And when you're doing that on the finance side, that makes me a little nervous in all honesty.
0: Well, yeah, that makes me nervous because they've proven in, in their existence so far that they're not capable of coming up with the processes and practices that are needed to uh, keep everything within order. Um, You know, it's like, well, the hell with compliance, just sell the car, finance the car. We're, we'll worry about that stuff later. And eventually that stuff comes back to bite you. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if we see that happen again. And we, and, and it's not like we're not seeing it with the others. I mean, you know, Carvana had their issues in, in North Carolina. Um, so it's just a lot of these Carvana companies.
1: Has had multiple uh, dealership licenses <laughs> revoked. Suspended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's and and a lot of it is because these companies are are growing too rapidly and they haven't taken the time to put the processes and business practices, best practices into uh, into their programs that would see to it that they don't have these issues.
1: Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see. They are going to need a lot of compliance. uh, And also, if you're going to be purchasing from Vroom, this is another thing to be aware of. You know, do I want United Auto Whatever the heck, yeah. United Credit Act.
0: corporation. Credit
1: corporation to be the one that's processing my financing, or do I want to go with my own outside financing because you know I, I trust it a little bit more.
0: Well, I, for instance, I think Carvana just puts you through their bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you have a choice. No. Um, and my guess is that that Vroom isn't really going to allow you to bring in outside financing. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, you know, they want to finance the vehicles because it's just more income for
1: them. Oh, uh, 100%. It's clear as day. All right, Pops, let's switch gears to the final story that we're going to cover today. An interesting article that you came across, which was from a research, um, I guess like a study that Insurify, a company named Insurify, um, had done around reckless driving. uh, Yes. Looking at data from NHTSA and then also um, uh, like a a law firm, North Bay Legal in in Santa Rosa, California. I don't know. Lots of people got involved in this and they came up with a top 10 list of most reckless drivers based on the car cars
0: that they drive
1: yes based on what car you drive how likely you are to be a reckless driver reckless being like texting and driving or doing things that put you and others in in danger while you're on the road
0: yes yes so so we have the top 10 cars for this i believe number 10 on the list um and and i don't know if you can pull up the slides or not but Uh, i i think i can i can i can pull up the slides Okay, so I believe if I remember correctly, if my if my photographic memory is correct, it was the Dodge Challenger uh, that, that 44 cases out of every 10,000 um, are are the number of reckless issues that occur when people are driving a challenger. Now, a challenger to me would be because most people buy it because it's it's a fast muscle car. And and you assume just because it's a fa- fast muscle car, well, that you should drive it aggressively. Um, and, and many people uh, don't have the skill set to drive that type of car aggressively.
1: Pops, would you consider yourself to be kind of like the fast muscle car of human beings?
0: Um, uh, I am the short, fat, balding
1: muscle car of human <laughs> beings. Yes. You're like a smart for two or like a uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Oi. I I I'm not even a smart for one. <laughs> <laughs> Number 9 on the list is the Saturn L200.
0: Yeah, I mean you got to be going back a long way now. The reason that might be on the list is well there there just could be so many issues with that vehicle since it's old, you know, that that instead of being able to 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 pay attention, uh, you're you're paying attention to I don't know, the radio not working or the transmission slipping or whatever it is. Um but yeah, that that one's a little surprising because that that's like 9,000 years old already.
1: Then you've got the Ram 1500, 46 incidents out of 10,000.
0: Yeah, and and that to me just speaks volumes because people that drive pickup trucks, you know, they're
1: big and they, they, well, the pickup trucks are big
0: and and they don't always uh,
1: pay attention. Number seven on the list is going to be the Volkswagen CC. 47 yes, out of ten thousand. Way less horsepower. Totally different vehicle than the Ram fifteen hundred. But still, lots of reckless driving.
0: Yes, I, I and I don't. You know, they don't make that car anymore.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, you know, I I I don't know why. I not that no, I don't my, know why that they don't, don't make it. it. I don't know why. You know, the people that drive that uh, are are a little more reckless than.
1: Cadillac VTS at number six with 48 incidents. And then at number five, the Chevrolet K1500 with a big jump. We're up to 56 now reckless incidents versus the prior one. The Cadillac at number six was 48. The K1500 is the oldest car model on this list. It was discontinued back in 1999.
0: Another one where, you know, you've got so many mechanical issues that that's why (laughs) it's probably a reckless uh, incident waiting to happen
1: all right let's get into the top five here number four the nissan 370z 61 cases out of uh ten thousand what does that say for all the nissan uh and kind of like nismo inspired drivers out there
0: it it says they probably really shouldn't be driving that car <laughs>
1: <laughs> number through number three excuse yeah. me the azuzu rodeo what a classic an absolute classic
0: yes we used to have one uh yeah I remember driving from from Phoenix to uh, to San Diego in one um and you know another oldie but goodie and and apparently the older the vehicle the more reckless people are with it cuz I guess they figure what the hell if something happens who cares
1: yeah yeah exactly number 2 on the list we have the Hyundai Genesis coupe at 67 incidents out of 10,000 i'm gonna stop sharing the screen for the number one because i want to see some guesses in the chat here are you surprised by the hyundai genesis here at 67 Uh, no no
0: not really because there you have another sports car um and and that would have been probably a more affordable sports car than than say the z um and and so there's a lot of people that buy sports cars and well they they think they're race car drivers and they're anything but
1: all right, so what do we think the number one guesses are for the most reckless drivers? Essentially, this research again was who is, not which vehicles are having the biggest issues, but most reckless drivers texting while driving things like that while they're in that vehicle. We've seen already that with the Nissan 370Z and the yes. Hyundai Genesis sports car, maybe a, like a very affordable sports car kind of seems like a guess. Pops, I haven't looked at the number one yet. Do you have any guesses? I know you, you've- Well, the- I
0: looked at it, so I, yeah, I, I, I don't have a guess I know. Hmm hmm so I mean, if you yeah. were if you were to guess what what would you guess <laughs> no it's not the mirage, no, it's not the mirage.
1: <laughs> um what would i guess what yeah. one would I guess i was surprised honestly really okay so yeah. you're mentioning that that's a little bit is yeah. it an american car or is it a, it it's, is not it's, it's okay is it, is it a, a asian car or you're is
0: an asian car yes
1: I'm gonna go with a Toyota Supra, the more recent Toyota Supras that came out. Eh. <laughs> I think I have. I think I have a. Uh, I think I have a, a sound effect for that. Do I have a sound
0: effect? For I that? don't. You just had one. You had me. What the hell? See the money. Show me the money. Yeah, show me the money car. Come on, share the money car with the people out there.
1: All right, let's see what it is. We got some Nissan GTs, Toyota Camry, Honda Civic, Accord Coupe, Hyundai, Honda Civic. We got all sorts of guesses here, Pops. The number one most reckless drivers the Mazda Miata. See? Yeah. Wow. I was shocked. I really was. Why would the Miata be?
0: uh, What the hell do I know?
1: (laughs) The Mazda Miata. Wow. I'm proud of my super guess. I think that's like. I I um, thought the
0: super was a good guess. It was wrong, but it was a good guess. So (laughs) yeah, for whatever reason, and and maybe it's because uh, the Miata attracts a lot of older people and maybe we just, well, I'm an older person and, and, you know, our uh, older people, we just, we can't concentrate as well as we could when we were younger. Maybe that. I mean, what that's is. very
1: true. That's that's very yeah. true. Wow, yeah. interesting. And yeah, I guess it's a very attainable price point, right? So you've maybe more reckless people who can afford. Yeah. You know, anyway. Anyway. Yes. So we had some positive chip shortage news today. We have the quickest uh, selling vehicles from the month of September, so definitely not finding deals on those, um, but it's interesting to look at. We had the Vroom news, which again is interesting because Vroom's track record as kind of like a trusted brand in auto is a little, little sketchy, so now they're going to be doing financing for you, so get excited. Yeah, for yeah. The Mazda Miata, if you see one on the streets, be afraid because it's probably a reckless driver behind it.
0: Yeah, uh, see, treat, right? treat that Mazda Miata driver like he's driving a Chevy Bolt.
1: Yeah, honestly, stay, stay at least away. 50
0: <laughs> feet away, yes.
1: <laughs> well, Pops, thanks for doing this. Thanks, everyone, who's here live with us in the chat. We'll be back again tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow's not Monday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yes, to
0: and tomorrow, the big big news is going to be the market uh, reports from Black Book.
1: Yes, so if you're looking for an update on what's going on in the used car market, wholesale, and retail side, we'll have all the data tomorrow noon. Join us then. News You Can News from YAA with Pops. And me. Thank you, Dad.
0: Exactly. Thank you, Zach. I had fun today. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow.
1: I'll see you then, Dad. I love you.
0: Love you, too. Bye-bye now. Bye.
1: Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See See you soon.